31 games in, and would you believe it that last year's Minnesota Wild team was one game better than where the Minnesota Wild currently are at right now? We take a look at some of the other numbers and some parallels from last year to this year today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just as a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we once again check in on how the Wild are doing this year compared to last year uh, by taking a look at how they are doing from a team standpoint and some of the standouts from last year and how they're doing so far this year. We'll also talk about how the Wild have finally found the way to win the wild way this year. And so uh, a lot to get to here on this Tuesday edition of the show. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And uh, since there is no game until tomorrow, I had another opportunity just to kind of look and see where the wild are at compared to last year at this time. And I was actually floored that uh, you see the wild this year at 18, 11, and 2. The Wild last year were 19, 10, and 2 at this point in the season. And so all of this that has happened for the Wild so far this season, that dreadful start, they are one game behind last year's pace. Now, obviously, that's kind of a... There is a lot that we know about what happened last year, Uh compared to kind of where things are at this year. Last year's team obviously went on uh, a couple of big runs um, to get themselves into a really good position. I think, you know, they, if you look at last year's team, this is right about the time that they got hit by COVID and they went on that losing streak kind of to end 2021 and to go into 2022. And then after that, they got on track and they went on a nice long run to uh, to get themselves, I believe, to 30-11 and 2 at kind of their height for the first part of the second half. Then a little bit of a lull and then another run. So that's that's what last, te- last year's team did. Of course, they scored a gazillion goals. And that has been kind of the theme for last year's team that we what we saw in the playoffs, what we saw kind of down the stretch against some key divisional opponents is that last year's team was more of a score through your problems type lineup in that they were going to have to score six goals if the goaltending wasn't great or if they gave up some power play goals. They were going to have to put five or six on the board. And a lot of nights last year, that was good enough for the Wilds to uh, come away with wins. You look at their pace last year at this time, they had 113 goals scored 
So they were averaging 3.65 goals per game, and uh, they gave up 96 through those first 31 games, which was a 3.10 pace uh, for goals against. Uh, Power play percentage at this point in the season last year, 16.8%. Some huge ups and downs for that power play unit last year, and it just never was one that we really were comfortable with, even though at the end of the year they did put a little run together to uh, get those numbers into a little better shape. Um, And honestly, I was a little surprised that the penalty kill is almost identical to where things are at this year. Now, you look at this year's team, 97 goals scored through 31 games, which is 3.13 goals per game. There are two areas in which there are big differences. The Wild have allowed 88 goals so far this year, which is 2.84 per game, so very much better than uh, what we saw last year. Almost .3 goals better per game than last year. Obviously, the scoring is down uh, almost a half a goal per game, over half a goal per game. But then the power play is 8% better uh, than last year's team was. And so... That was a big area coming into this season is that the Wilds were not going to be able to do these 6-5 to five wins like they did last season. They were going to have to get better defense to give up less goals. They were going to need better goaltending. They were going to need to be better on special teams. And so far to this point, those have all pretty much rang true. It did take a little while to get things back on track um, after that 0-3 start. But since then, by and large, you have gotten pretty good goaltending on a nightly basis. There have been outliers, but you've gotten pretty good goaltending throughout the season. The power play and the penalty kill have been good. Penalty kill has started to kind of fall off a little bit. Um, And the defense, after a, again, rough 0-3 start, The defense has been good to the point that the Wilds are fifth lowest or fifth best, fifth best in the NHL in terms of um, expected goals against in the league, which factors in all the things such as shot types and um, area on the ice in which the shots occurred. The Wilds are fifth best in the NHL in uh, expected goals against as a team. So that speaks to team defense being good, and uh, the goaltending has been great as well. You're not getting as many of those like 7-2, to 5-2. to two. A lot of wins for the Wild this year have been 3-1, to 4-2 to two, um, in that range with, again, outliers. You're going to have outliers throughout the season. But um, it's been a wild team that has been more committed to uh, playing good defense and being kind of the physical pest that uh, that teams don't like to go up against. And they've been picking their spots with uh, with the goals that they have scored, and it it leads you to basically right where we were at. Uh, last year at this time. Now, it's interesting to look kind of at where both teams were heading into the end of the year 
last year. Uh, as I mentioned, the Wilds, right at the time that they got hit by COVID, they went into that losing streak, culminating in getting shellacked in the uh, Winter Classic, although the final score was 6-4. to four. It was like 6-1 at one point. So it culminated with a depleted roster getting shellacked on national TV. And you look this year, five in a row right now. You've reestablished the home ice magic. Uh, the Wilds have, um, I believe, won 11 of their last 14. Most of that's a byproduct of Ryan Reeves being brought into the equation. This team has really taken off since he was brought on board. And so it's interesting that if you flip it and you have the fantastic, which would you rather have? Would you have rather have the fantastic start or the lull and go out of the uh, end of the year to flip the calendar going in on a high? That's basically all that's happened is that last year's team started off great, hit kind of that, uh, that end of the first part of the calendar lull, then got back on track. This year's team, slow start, but have gotten back on track, and now they're ending the uh, 2022 portion of the schedule on a high. So just a couple of things have flipped. Now, it's interesting, too, the just numbers, because, yes, the Wild have scored less goals this year than they did last year. That's not a shock. We're not, we're not breaking any news. But it's interesting just to see where those goals have come from. And so we will take a look at uh, how things have played out for several members of the, uh, the Wilds uh, offense as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where... The game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Continuing to look at where we are at now compared to this time last year. Individual performances. Uh, it's interesting because Kirill Kaprizov this year becoming the fastest player in team history to get to 40 points. Uh, doing so in just 30 games. Became the uh, fastest player in team history to 200 points and now has 42 through 31 games played. Uh, last year he had 39. And really the biggest number, I think, for Kaprizov that, uh, that strikes me is that he really, it, it took him a little while last year to get going from a goals perspective which is where Ryan Hartman came in. And Hartman had, at this point last year, 15 goals on the season. He had 15 goals, 13 assists, 28 points in 31 games. You also had 
13 goals from Marcus Foligno. Jewel Eriksson had 11 goals. Kevin Fiala at this point last season had seven. Matt Zuccarello had eight last year. And so you had that supporting cast really getting off to a strong start. And it's it's fascinating that you have 31 games played, you have 51 games to go, and you can see some of those numbers. I mean, Felino, 13 goals. He finished the season, I believe, with 20 last year. So his scoring pace kind of tailed off a little bit. Kaprizov obviously had the monster season. Zuccarello had a monster season himself. Uh, Fiala had the just insane 85-point season, so his pace continued. Uh, Zuccarello's pace took off a little bit. Hartman finished with 19 to get to uh, to 34 on the season. Um, so his pace stayed relatively steady. And then you look at the leaders for this year's team. Uh, Kirill with 19 goals, six better than his pace from last year. Matt Zuccarello with uh, eight, uh, 14 goals so far this season compared to eight last year. Zuccarello also missed some time. He has not yet missed a game this season um, for the Wild, so that has been huge as well. Uh, really the only one of kind of those secondary guys, Hartman, Felino, and Jewel Eriksson Ek, really the only one that has kept up his scoring pace has been Eriksson Ek, who is at 10 goals right now. He was at 11 at this time last season. And then Matt Boldy with 11 goals so far. Freddie Goudreau with eight. Sam Steele with six. And so uh, those have been some of the guys that have stepped up and um, and really have been able to kind of help fill some of that void of those guys that um, had such great seasons last year and just have not quite recaptured that magic uh, from last year's team. Goalie-wise, it's interesting as well because you, uh, you look at the numbers from last year. Cam Talbot at this point in the season was 15-8-1. He had a 3.00 goals against average, a 9.09 save percentage. Capo Kakinen, just eight games to this point in the season last year. They were really, really riding Cam Talbot. Um, Kakinen had... Uh, was 4-2-1. and one. He had uh, seven starts. He, he appeared in eight games, but had seven starts. Uh, 2.67 goals against average and a 9.06 save percentage. So uh, the goaltending numbers were, were not bad, but, you know, it was – it seemed like you were getting a good performance and then a bad performance, and it just – this isn't the point in the season in which Cam Talbot really caught fire – um, and had that stretch down the, the end of the year in which he was unbeaten in like six, his final 16 starts. So he hadn't quite hit that level yet and was, you know, good start this night, maybe not so good the next night. And so it was, it was uneven goaltending, I'll say, uh, compared to what, uh, what we see this year. Marc-Andre Fleury in uh, 20 starts, 11-7-1, 2.94 goals against average and an 899 save percentage. 
And then Philip Gustafson, 7-4-1 in 11 starts with a 231 goals against average and a 922 save percentage. I think the biggest difference with the goaltending this year is that there have been instances in which the goaltending had to really carry the team and they stepped up to do so. There was that stretch in which the Wild just could not score. They had the shutout against the Kraken for nothing. They got shut out by the Kings one nothing in the span of about three games. And so the the offense dried up before the Kaprizov line kind of stepped back in and said, We'll take care of things. We'll uh, we'll handle the scoring for you for now. The goaltending had to stand up in those instances and um, and kind of lead the team. Whereas last year, you know, if you if you had a game in which uh, Talbot gave up three or four, you had a pretty good inkling that your offense was going to put up five or six. So that I think has been the biggest difference from last year to this year is that yes. You you don't have that same level of goals or secondary scoring. But the other part, the other aspects of this have been better, have, have elevated to offset some of that lack of production. And that's because the Wilds have figured out how to win the Wild way. And so we'll uh, finish by discussing that because a lot of it's, Stems, honestly, from Ryan Reeves being brought into the equation. So we'll finish today's episode talking about that as we continue Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The full recap of everything going on throughout the wide world of sports, all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. So what is the wild way? What is the wild way of winning here in 2022-2023? Well, early on, it seemed like the team was just trying to do the things the same way that they did last year. And it didn't work out particularly well. Uh, because you're putting all your focus on offense and uh, and just that led to the special teams being bad, the defense being bad, the goaltending being bad. And so once this team realized that it was going to take a more complete effort for this year's team to to win um, is when we started to see things really pick up. It's not only having your goalie make saves, it's also preventing shots from getting through to your goalie. And that was evident in the win against the Ottawa Senators is that you look up and you're in the third period and Philip Gustafson has only faced 12 shots. I know the Senators did get, um, they got quite a few on net in that third period, but that was just some relentless attack from them. But to that point, the Wild had done a great job of just preventing shots from getting to the net, getting to Gustafson. And that is the kind of thing that this team is going to need to do on a nightly basis because everything that happens that is negative this year 
it seems like there is it 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 weighs more on you. You take a bad penalty and your opponent scores on the power play. Okay. You have to look then at how much more difficult it is going to be potentially to score that goal to offset that. Or does one goal lead to two, to three, and so on and so on? It's just, it's a much finer line that this year's team is working. And when they were scuffling earlier in the year, uh, it had led to some thoughts of this team just has no margin for error. Well, they can kind of create their own margin for error if they work hard to battle for loose pucks, to keep puck possession. You know, that's been, I think, the one thing that has been different from last year's team to this year's team is that they just were so dominant in five-on-five last year. They just... They hardly ever left the offensive zone. And when you do that, you create more chances for yourself, which leads to more shots, more opportunities for rebounds, more opportunities for goals. And not being able to possess the puck in the zone in that same manner has led to them having to you know, really capitalize on those instances in which they are able to get the puck into the offensive side of the ice. If you're able to kind of get a little bit of a rush, then you uh, you have to capitalize on it with the goal. And that has led to you know some of the shorthanded magic that the Wild have had so far this year. One of the top teams in the NHL in shorthanded points is because you know, they are capitalizing on some of those quick shifts of momentum that uh, that allow them to come away with goals. Odd man rushes, breakaways, shorthanded turnovers that lead to breakaways the other way. They, they have had to kind of create more of their own offense this year than they did last year, simply saying, well, just by sheer volume of the amount of time that we have the, uh, the puck in the zone, that's going to translate into chances for us. And the other thing I think too that kind of got lost from last year to this year is that last year's team had so much fun. And we talked about this yesterday too, so I'm not trying to beleaguer the point, but last year's team, so much fun. They were scoring goals left, right, and center. And it got to be postseason time and it got to be kind of put up or shut up time. And it required doing a lot of those not fun things, you know, trying to win battles along the boards, being being kind of gritty and grungy sometimes with, uh, with how you play the game. When it got to be that t- point in the season, the Wild were not super prepared for that, and so they ended up losing to the St. Louis Blues despite all the accolades that they had put together throughout the course of the season. And so now, this year, you look at what has gone well for the Wilds is they've had to do a lot of that stuff. And so I keep kind of going back to this overall theme for the season 
in that this wild team may not be as successful as last year's was, but if given the opportunity to pick between the two as to which team is more capable of winning a postseason series, I'm taking this year's team hands down, 10 out of 10, because they finally now have started to get the point across that you can't just you can't win the same way you did last year is there's going to have to be more effort put in a more overall conscious effort to uh, to impact the game defensively impact the game on special teams impact the game between the pipes as opposed to simply hey they got 3 we just got to get 5 or they got 4 we just got to get 6 there has been much more of an effort to, hey, let's hold them to one or two, and then that means all we need is two or three. So it's been very interesting to see the parallels from last year to this year and the ways that they are different because while the records look pretty darn identical, there still is plenty that has um, plenty that has changed over the course of a full calendar year. Uh, from last year to this year. And that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL and the wide world of sports. Locked on Sports Today is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure you follow us on YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any new videos or listen to us on your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on social media as well. We've got you covered every way we can, and we've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.